everybody. Uh, it's Saturday. Are we excited? We've actually made it through the week. It's been a little bit crazy and it's been a little bit good and it's, it is what it is. So welcome to the Capital Life Podcast. I am Abby Pagood, your gracious host. And today we are going to be talking about vitality. Woo! What does that even mean? I have no clue. And let's get started. So I was thinking the other day that um, I was, you know, looking through all the ads, there's a bunch of different things that are popping out and I kept seeing vitality, 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 like everywhere you look, everything's saying vitality, vitality. And it's kind of like, I, so I started asking people this week. So I've had a couple clients, some of you might be listening and you were asked this question and I said, what does vitality even mean to you? And a lot of people just gave me one of those kind of crazy looks being like, I have no clue. I don't even know. And that's kind of the reaction that I got. They kind of were like, okay, I think it has something to do with health. I think it has something to do with living. And that's pretty much all the feedback that I got. So, that's what we're going to talk about today because one of the things that bothers me the most about the health industry is the fact that there's all these fad trends of terminologies and definitions and like trendy words, right? Like one of those words to me right now is the word transparent. I swear if I hear one more person use the word transparent, I'm going to punch them in the face. And the reason is not because The word itself isn't a good word. It's a very good word, but it becomes so overused in society to the point where it stops, like it stops, it starts to lose its meaning. It starts to lose like the essence of what it is. And then you have all of these different, really what ends up happening is we keep talking about these words and then overutilizing them or using them too much, especially when it comes to marketing, because that's really what it's about. It's about people marketing to appease you, not necessarily knowing that that program is going to be what needs to be there for you. Okay. Because all of us are completely different. We all need different things. So why does the supplement that says vitality going to work for all of us? They can't, they can't say that it will. Unless it's just creating your basic nutrient needs. I don't know the answer to that. So in regards to that, let's really kind of take a step back and focus on our capital partner. Because if you're going to focus on vitality and you really want to get it, you're going to get it from Peak Performance Chiropractics. Newmeyer Peak Performance Chiropractics. And they are off of Hardin and Eldorado in McKinney. They are my go-to person to get me fixed and in the norm. Last week, not to be like TMI, but guys, we all know that when we have it, like we sleep funny, we get a crick in our neck, things don't feel so great, and we're kind of just hunching around. We have no range of motion because we can't see anything, and we kind of just get stuck with it. And this guy is your go-to guy anytime you kind of have any aches and pains. And last week, I did not have a crook in my neck from sleeping funny. I had a crook in my neck from a slight sexcapade that just got a little too fun and uh, 
I'm not as young as I used to be. So yeah, I had to go in and basically tell my chiropractor, he's like, hey, what did you do to your neck? And I was like, Troy, my husband got a little more frisky and we just, it, ouch, can you fix it? So there you go. Anytime that you need a fixing from sleeping on your neck wrong, your hips are out of place, you're getting the low back pain, or even the most important thing is keeping up with a healthy immune system. Right now, allergies are at an all-time high because things are blooming and expanding. So more importantly, let's make sure we have all that proper drainage going through so that we're not getting the postnatal drip and all the everything. Go get a line, get everything all nice and done. He does the works. He never, ever just does one thing. He does all of it and he's super affordable. So go visit Newmeyer Chiropractics and get your groove on. Now, let's totally get back into the definition of vitality. So when we talk about vitality, I said before, I've asked a ton of people what they think it means. What does it mean to them? How does that apply? Well, the definition, if you actually picked up your phone and Googled it right now, the definition means the capacity to live and develop or the power to endure, okay? So we need to think vitality is the capacity to live and develop or the power to endure. That's a little bit different than when I think about the way vitality is being pitched to people all over the place. So let's like break that down into three different categories. We're gonna talk about um, living, developing, and enduring, because really that's, we're gonna break it down into those different subjects. So how do we live, right? Well, when I think of vitality, I start thinking of vitals, vital signs, right? So we're talking your heartbeat, your blood pressure, the oxygen that we breathe and bring in, okay? That is essentially, it's about living, okay? So when you talk about living, how are we living? What kind of struggles are we facing? How do we deal with those struggles? Are they having long-term lasting effects on our life? Are we living the most awesomeness of our life possible? Or are we distracted too much from the objectives that we have on a regular? If we do get the choice of being able to live our awesomeness, what kind of reaction is that having? Is that living, living your best life? Yay. But what also happens when we get caught up on stuff, right? So really we need to kind of analyze where are we at? What's going on with our life? What is taking control over it? How is that affecting our resting heart rate, our blood pressure, the air we breathe, our oxidative stress? What is happening to our bodies from our life, okay? The other thing we need to start thinking about is, okay, we've identified that. So let's start analyzing how do we develop a more enjoyable lifestyle, okay? If we're gonna talk about vitality and we're gonna talk about developing and enduring, like that's what it's all about. So really it's saying, what kind of life do we want? What kind of life do we want what do we want to go after? What are our goals, our heart, hopes, and dreams? Most of us are focused on depriving our bodies of things to achieve our goals, right? So we get in the mindset of you have to deprive yourself of certain foods so you can lose the weight, or you have to eliminate X, Y, Z so that you don't crave these other foods, or 
I need to cut down on X, Y, Z so that I can afford this. It's usually a, our, our approach to it has a tendency to be a negative to fulfill a positive, but that doesn't necessarily have to mean that that's the answer. So one of the things that I kind of focused on recently is I've heard, I know you guys have heard in previous podcasts about my runner monkeys that are developing the app. They have me on this fun new challenge that we want to offer you, the viewer, the listener, an opportunity to do like a 30 day mind and body reset. And in that mind and body reset, we're going to start. We are going to do the start point of the journey that moves through you. We're going to focus on the physical attributes that you need to be focusing on in addition to the mental and spiritual awakening or the or I like to call it an energy shift that needs to happen from within to create these positive things going forward. These are things to add into your life, not to deprive you of things. It's about trying to reset, do, basically doing the great reset but on our bodies, on our souls, on our essence of who we are. So I want you guys to think about in times of strain, how do we endure, endure and power through? What is it that we're actually doing? Do we, are we utilizing our support system? Do we even have a support system? And who are they? Write that down. Think about who they are. I know that you're probably thinking about those people right now. We also need to start thinking about are we are we taking biting on more than we can chew? Are we having issues with overloading ourselves too much to the point where we feel completely expended and we're feeling like we're just living on this very thin line? So we really need to start focusing on making sure that we're not biting off more than what we can chew, that we are being able to manage and keep on top of it. And there may be situations I completely understand, like, I, you know, I'm part of the sandwich generation. I have my mother ahead of me and I have my children below me and I get squished in the middle and it can feel very overwhelming. But what I make sure to do is I do the self care that I need to do for myself so that I can remain the energy and the ability to be there for my kids. And I will, I will be honest. I will have days where I am calling my husband and just ranting, which that happened earlier today, because I'm just needing to get it out. But it's because I have the support system of my husband. I have the support system of people that think about me and that want to be there. I have friends that I can call and talk to if I need to. The question is, do I utilize it? So if I have a question of if I'm utilizing it, then I know you guys may not be utilizing that support system as much as you should be, okay? So write your list out. When you do feel times of stress, reach out to these people because they love you and they want good things for you. And they have. They might even say something that might be inspirational that you had no clue that they, they people surprise everyone all the time. So reach out, be surprised. Um, the other thing I wanted to talk about is preparation for roadblocks. Right? So it doesn't matter if you are living 100% the best awesomeness ever. We all are going to have a bad day. We're going to have a day where things get in our way. We feel like it doesn't matter what we do, that 
we keep having one obstacle in front of the other. Well, did we ever stop to think that maybe the obstacle was trying to teach us something, right? So when we hit that roadblock, what was the lesson? We need to find the silver lining of it. Am I rushing too fast through it? Oh, clearly the same problem came up multiple times. Okay, there might be an issue with organization or there might be an issue with control or there might be an issue with having patience or kindness for somebody else. You just never know. But it's about keeping your eyes open, open to what those things, what those possibilities are. Because you you need to utilize your resources to power through. You're going to be dealing with the emotional stress, but you need to be able to have healthy coping skills, not just like, oh, hey, you know what? It was a shitty day. I'm just going to go pour myself a bottle of wine and call it a day. Well, this avoidance, for one, that never really addresses the issue. If you didn't have the energy or the emotional capability of addressing that issue in the moment, then put pause on it. Give yourself time, give yourself time to process, stay in your safe space, and then look for the silver lining, look for the lesson. What is trying to be taught to you so that you can make changes for the future so that some of those obstacles do not affect you in a stressful notion? Because when it all comes down to it, it has to do with vitality. It has to do with how are we living? Are we endure powering through? Can we power through? Okay, so we need to make sure that we are not settling for the easier route. We are actually learning. The easier route is the deception. It's the deception of the idea that you're doing it right. You have become complacent when, the, when you take the easier route to just accept things, okay? So like, for example, we were having some behavioral issues with our daughter's elementary school, okay? And the school, the teachers are fantastic. Kids are children, kids are kids, you know what I mean? You're gonna have good and bad days with kids anyway. Sometimes they can be really cruel, sometimes they're fine. It doesn't, it just, children are children. That's just what happens. The important thing is, is to the way that you teach the child to learn and improve their behaviors is really key. My daughter has very, you know, she is very well in school. She's very organized. You really do not have to tell her to do a lot. I mean, a lot of times you go to check on things, assuming that they may have not gotten taken care of. And, you know, the joke's on you because she's already got it all taken care of and she doesn't even need any help. So I get very lucky with her for that. Um, but the problem with us with the school was that here we were having her come home regularly witnessing one bad behavior after another. And we're talking like kids throwing other kids' heads into lockers, even boys starting to harass girls, in addition to threatening the other boys if they say anything or tattle on them that they will come after them, okay? So it's clearly creating a very hostile environment like for learning. And it's, that's where you're supposed to do. You're supposed to go there. You're supposed to learn. You're supposed to do the things. And so what ends up happening is we end up having this issue with the school. And I called the principal and said, hey, my kid told me again that there's an issue going on. Do you need assistance? Do you need assistance? You need to have other people, like other parents call in. My kid's one of the Brainiac kids. I can call some of the other brain, like 
Brainiac kids make friends with other Brainiac kids. We can rally up parents, put pressure on administration, like whatever you guys need if you need the support. And of course, you know, I got the old yee-hole of, hey, no, we've got it under control. We have an emergency meeting. So I asked, okay, when is this emergency meeting? And they said, oh, it's three weeks from now. Now this, mind you, this is two years ago. This is when she was in fifth grade, okay? She is now in seventh. So here, oh, an emergency meeting to which you think three weeks is acceptable for an emergency meeting, which is bullshit. So no. Second, what the blank are you doing? You have a community that's trying to help with the school. Like I'd never believe in taking children out of classes, but I do believe in positive reinforcement to try and correct those behaviors because it distracts from mainstream learning. So what ends up happening is school goes on, nothing really changes at all. The kid, like, you know, this one particular child is basically, you know, he's going through, I, who knows what's going on in his house or his home if he's like, you know, you, did, you never know what it's like to be in someone else's shoes. All you can do is be there, show compassion and work with it with people and try and help them through things. And sure enough, you know, like kid would act up and then the teachers has to take breaks and, you know, take a walk down the school so she doesn't lose it in front of the other kids. And then it just ends up being a thing. So of course, when sixth grade comes around, we pulled her. And now officially my daughter is a homeschool kid. Holy crap. Did I say that? I did. I never in my wildest dreams thought that my daughter would end up being a homeschool kid. And it coincidentally ends up being the best decision that we've ever made. Her even the school pro online school program that she's in challenges her so much more. She gets in, she gets out, she remembers, she is doing profound, like she's just accelerating beyond, beyond my wildest dreams. But in addition to, we can take away some of that chaos that was actually becoming kind of a disturbance to some of her upbringing. And so that's where I'm really saying it's about choice. It's about saying, hey, the road for us, it would have been easier to just keeping her at school. It would have just been easier to put putting her on the bus, going to public school, doing all the things. It's more for us to deal, deal with, with her doing homeschool, to make sure that she's staying on top of things because it's more hands-on for us. But in the long run, it has better rewards. So sometimes the harder path brings better reward, not just for what we gain from it on a knowledgeable level. It's also what we're gaining from it emotionally, spiritually. Like it also shapes and changes the way that we are. And we really need at this time to be thinking about our vitality. We really need to be thinking about the way we live our lives how we live our lives affects us physically, emotionally, and our spiritual awareness. So think about that. Just go think about it. And if you thought, if you found any of this, any of my ramblings, slightly entertaining, regardless, I need you to like, share to your friends, Follow us on Facebook and YouTube at Capital Health. You can even go to the CapitalHealth.com website and join our newsletter and get all of my fun shenanigans. I promise I won't stalk you too much, but I do write a blog and I do try to keep on top of 
doing regular podcasts for your guys's entertainment. So FYI, I'm just going to tell you, it's March. Spring is coming, guys. Spring is coming. And what do we need to do to get ready for spring? Think about loving. It's a glimpse of life, guys, not just vitality. It's a glimpse of life. So when I start thinking of all of the, like the flowers are starting to come out, the trees are not like just sticks anymore. Starting to be a little, we're getting glimpses of nice little sunshine and a little bit of weather. I don't know what your weather uh, is like where you, our guys are located, but here in Texas, we're starting to hit some seventies and some warm seventies, a little bit of that humidity, a little bit of the allergies, which is good for the chiropractor to go over to Newmeyer if you're local. Go see him. He'll fix you right up. But also, we need to start thinking about what we want to grow. So I don't know if you guys are big on gardening and plants and herbs and vegetables and all of that stuff. But right now, in times where there's so many things happening in our world right now, the one thing that we can control is creating life on our own. And that some of that living in life our plants and those plants essentially end up feeding us and giving us necessary nutrients to keep us healthy. So if anything, this is the time to write the list down. When I say write the list down, that means look up things that you would like to plant in your garden and find out when the best time they succeed at, right? Because we've got spring, we have summer, we have fall. Winter doesn't usually have a lot of success, but you can harvest a lot of your things from the fall and then bring them and, you know, preserve them and whatnot uh, for in preparations for winter. So this is the time where we need to start making our lists, start paying attention to where the weather is, if there's any last minute frost that we might be paying attention to. And what I really like to do, one of the things I think is kind of fun is to get the most out of your production, right? It's because essentially it ends up being that it, in order to get the most out of your garden, sometimes you would want to start those seeds now inside. Okay. And essentially it doesn't take a lot of effort. It's a matter of just getting those tiny little pots, little clays. You can even start in a Dixie cup if you really wanted to. I'd probably poke a hole in the bottom so that when you water, it can just drain through. You don't want to over saturate. You could always, if you are always concerned about like putting too much water in, you could essentially just put an ice cube and it'll melt over time. And then it'll just kind of saturate the soil and feed the plant. So what I always would definitely, if you do not have, you can always line things up to a window so that you have nice sunlight hitting those plants. And if you do not have access to that, I actually get like a little sun lamp. So it's just a nice big bright light. I actually will attach it to our chandelier in the dining room. And then like, my husband makes fun of me all the time because I always have like all these random projects happening. And then he just walks in the door and like, oh, is this what we're doing today? And I'm like, uh-huh. And then he just keeps walking because he's just used to me doing my stuff. And um, basically what ends up happening is I'll get like a whole little tray, put all of the little planters on it. I'll attach a light at the top of the chandelier. And then I'll keep it on for a couple hours every day just to make sure that they get enough sunlight. And then when those uh, seeds start budding, 
they're already prepared. So it's like three, four weeks from now when the weather's really great, they're already ready to transfer. And they and then you can actually like get started and they're already ahead of the game. So go ahead and start writing those lists. Get your go out and purchase those seeds that you want and let's get started on making some good things for our vitality. Okay? All right. Check in next time. Um, we are going to talk a little bit more about grounding and talking about ways to shift your taste buds for the new healthy foods that don't taste like dirt. Because a lot of people think that eating healthy and being wise about it means that our food tastes terrible. And that's crap. Because I don't know anybody in the right mind that would continue to eat dirt for a living and like brain. Why would you brainwash yourself? to do that. That doesn't make any sense. It's gross. It's not sustainable. So let's not do it. We're just going to talk about grounding and we're going to talk about how we ch shift and change our taste buds so we're getting more beneficial foods for our body, keeping us healthy from the inside out. You guys take care of yourselves and each other.